Gordon Wolf, welcome to Sunday Night at the TSO. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. First of all, how has the pandemic been treating you? Uh, it's been okay. Uh, as a musician, it's tough. Um, you know, what we do is is a team sport and we have no team. And so, we're, you know, we're trying to, to uh, continue to make music on our own. And it's been uh, lonely and it's been difficult. And uh, I think I speak for every musician when I say uh, we can't wait to just be back and be back full time and playing for an audience again. Absolutely. Well, that seems to be coming soon, fingers crossed. But I was uh, looking up your history with the TSO, realized you joined back in 2001, which is that you had your 20th anniversary uh, during the pandemic. So first of all, congratulations on 20 years with the orchestra. Thank you very much. Can you believe it? No, no, I can't. <laughs> I remember, and all my colleagues in the TSO will, will shake their heads at me. I remember when I joined and looked at the people who had been in the orchestra for 20 years and thought, wow, they're old. And here I am. Here I am. It's been a great 20 years. It's been a terrific 20 years. Uh, I wouldn't have changed it for anything. So you became principal trombone in 2006. And I like to ask each of the TSO musicians that I speak to about the secret skill involved in your role, like something that's central to your particular role that may not be obvious to the audience or maybe not even to your colleagues. What would you say is the secret skill to being principal trombone? Well, I, I think that being principal of any of the wind sections, uh, obviously you're going to play most of the solos, not all of them, but most of the solos because they're written in your part. But um, probably the biggest thing is that you, when you're preparing the music, you have to make a lot of concrete decisions. Much of the communication that happens in rehearsals is never talked about. So when I'm preparing a specific composer or a specific piece or even a movement within a piece, I'm thinking about how I think it should go. And then from there, I have to be super clear. So the first time I do it in a rehearsal, the section knows what I'm doing, does what I'm doing, and we sound like we are, we are one. I think that maybe is the biggest difference between principal and a section job. Uh, when I started with the orchestra, I was associate principal and I played a fair bit of second trombone as well. And I would have to switch my mindset. You know, when I was playing second, I would come in and I would just listen to what the principal was doing and try to match it. I had some preconceived ideas, but I had to throw them out the window if they didn't match mine. And then when I moved to the principal chair, I had to be very, very sure of myself. Yeah. What attracted you to the trombone in the first place? Uh, I didn't originally start on the trombone. I originally started on the euphonium, which is like a small tuba, like the baritone. I was in a very small town in BC and there were no instruments in the band, junior high band, and nobody wanted to play anything low. So I was like, I'll, I'll give it a try. And I didn't actually switch to trombone until I was almost 16. Uh, that was when my, my move went. I was very late bloomer uh, with everything. I didn't have any lessons until I was in university. I was terrible. I was just terrible. <laughs> um, really, I wanted to be a band teacher. That was my original goal. Uh, then as the years went on and as my late blooming bloomed, I realized that maybe I could, I could make a go of it. You know? Well, you certainly have. And coming up, you're going to actually be soloist with the TSO in the program Himeno and Schumann Spring. And I'd like to talk about the concerto in just a moment. But first, I want to ask you about moving up to the front of the stage in front of your home orchestra. Is that more or less comfortable than soloing with another group? Yes. Yes, it is. More and less comfortable. <laughs> I mean, you know, you want to, especially when we've been away for so long, the, sharing that experience with your colleagues, people you know, people you've toured with, and it's wonderful. 
But at the same time, I think when you, if you spoke to a lot of the musicians in the orchestra, obviously when we perform, we're performing for the audience. But a lot of the nuanced stuff that we do, a lot of the times we're really trying to do something special, maybe only our colleagues are hearing it. You know, they have an ear that hears what you're doing at a, at a refined level. They're sitting closer to you and hear these things. We are playing for our colleagues all of the time. So when you're standing in front of the orchestra, it's the same thing. You want to live up to what they're expecting from you. So there are good things and there are some pressure things as well, for sure. So the piece is by Jordan Powell, and he's the former TSO RBC affiliate composer. It's called Scylla, as in Scylla and Charybdis, I'm guessing. Tell us about it. Well, first of all, the piece is first and foremost about climate change. It's, uh, It's really looking at where we are as humankind and the decisions that we need to make and we should be making and how hard those decisions are and how we're going to go about doing that. And uh, the metaphor that Jordan uses is the Greek mythological monster Scylla, which is, uh, a, she's a six-headed creature monster that's on the side of a cliff in, the, in a narrow strait where ships have to go through. And on the other side of that uh, is Charbidus, Carbidus, uh, the, the whirlpool that sucks ships down and kills everybody. So as ships come through and they don't really have another way to go, they have to decide the, between the lesser of two evils. So that is his metaphor. Uh, you could, I guess, go ahead and say that um, uh, as the trombone, I could be the monster. Uh, but I actually don't think he, he is going there. And I think it's really just a bigger, bigger metaphor. Yeah, it's, it's really just this, this really tough decision that we're, we're in. Uh, all three movements kind of have a very pro- programmatic kind of look at it. How does he express that musically? So um, each movement has its own way of doing it. The first movement, oh, the scene opens uh, in kind of a, I would say, mid-apocalyptic scene where we have air raid sirens and storm noises coming through the speakers. And I'm off stage making grotesque kind of chaos sounds and I work my way on the stage slowly. So this is basically just a look at where we're going to be if we don't change things. And so I, you know, as a performer, I have my own artistic license to look at it my own way. And I, for me, the trombone voice is kind of the, the voice of the earth, the voice of the planet. And in the first moment, that voice is, is it's mourning, it's crying out. It's, it's pleading uh, for humankind to stop what it's doing. And that all kind of goes on until the end where he's written a coda that takes us back to that storm scene and ends really quite um, catastrophic. I read a political cartoon uh, earlier this year that brought me, really made me think about this piece. And it's, uh, it's a father speaking to his daughter. I don't know if you saw this political cartoon, but he says, uh, honey, I love you, but I love fossil fuels more. Oh, Wow. So that to me is, uh, is kind of the crux of this piece, this kind of emotional decision-making that we have to make right now as, as a humankind, as you know, all of us. So he creates such an interesting soundscape, um, the way he, that he writes. Uh, it's not like anyone else really isn't. And uh, I find it just so well-written and so interesting. Well, it's great that you're going to have a chance to present it to Toronto audiences this week. Uh, Gordon Wolf, yeah, thank you yeah. so much for, for joining me and best of luck. Uh, ah, we don't you. need luck, but have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun playing the end of the world. 
<laughs> oh wow! But, we'll put it uh, that no. way, but yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. 